Hey everybody, welcome to episode 92 of the Bono Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. BT, how are you today? Hey, yeah, doing really good, thanks. How are you? Not bad at all. Now, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking Norse for a little bit, Law, and Star Players, mm. and we've dragged actual tournament trophy winner with Norse and friend of the show, Miltonio Banderas. Milton, how are you today? I'm doing great, thanks, Ben. Good, good, good. I've got um, PVA glue on my hands, and I'm now rubbing my hands together, peeling it off like a school oh, kid. It is. It's so it. satisfying. It's like an extra treat whenever you use PVA. It's just like, <laughs> oh, I get to glue my stuff and play with it. Yeah, no, I, I did I did my hobby, and I filmed it as well. And I was like, on the video, I was like, people are going to pick up on the fact that I'm using my fingers to spread PVA around. But little do they know, not only is it a hobby <laughs> trick, it's also entertainment for when you're recording a podcast several hours later. Uh, not several hours, it's 20 minutes later. I have, I do wash my hands. That, that's that's bad. Anyway, <laughs> um, apart from excellent hygiene and hobby tips, Ben, what are we talking about today? Uh, today, yeah, we're going to be talking some Norse, uh, going through some, some of our opinions on them um, and what we've found so far. Uh, we're also going to be ranking some star players because we've had quite a few come out now and um, we figured it might be time for a bit of a tier list. So, yeah, we, we're going to be doing that. Absolutely. I think it was Gaz Toller who most recently on one of the comments was like, you need to redo the need to do a power rankings for star players now. And to be fair, mm. we've had some cost reductions. We've had a bit of a meta shift with the tier lists. And um, like Ben says, we've had, I don't know, probably about half a dozen star players added. Um, so it felt appropriate to redress that now the last time we took a deep dive into star players and upset a whole load of people which was a whole load of fun uh we had milton on so uh that's kind of a absolute two for one we've got milton here who is our star player and our norse correspondent so uh yep with that we'll bounce into news and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty Okay, so it's Blood Bowl news time. We've got a couple of bits kicking around in third-party land, but before we do that, we just want to say a big thank you to everybody who supports us uh, on here by liking, by subscribing on YouTube, by subscribing to the podcast, or by supporting us through Patreon. Uh, so we've got some new patrons this week. Uh, Joel Henry, Andrew, David Seaton, EQNMT, Mario, Maxwell Patel, Michael Thompson, Rasmus Bay, Matt Austin, Deontay Sane, Patrick Glaspie, Shane Nell. France Lauer, Lars, Ajax the Riot, and Monty Lundy. Thank you all very much for joining us over there and uh, and supporting the show. Appreciate it. We wouldn't be able to do what we do without you. Okay, so we've got two third-party bits and bobs going on, and I've naturally, in the show notes, put them in the wrong order, guys. Um, so we're going to hit Hera's Army first, and then we'll check in on the other one. So this is a brand-new uh, Kickstarter that went live just the other day and it is by a team of people well it's by a person um called hera and hera stone Ooh, hera. hera stone yeah um my name is chiara candia i'm an italian at 26 years old uh basically one of um oh god guys come on do me a favor who's, who's the oh the lepre- yeah the leprechaun 
dude. Cross lances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So this is a cross lances student, basically. And um, they've done an Amazon team. And actually, I think it's pretty good. In fact, I don't know if we're supposed to say this. We've got some uh, we've got some prints of them. Um, and the models do look very, very, very cool. So this is an STL only Kickstarter and it is £16 or 18 I think, after the early bird. I went straight in there with early bird. And you've got a whole bunch of independent Greek themed players. So there's a whole bunch of line women and then the blitzers. Now the blitzers I absolutely love. This is something I really love about this team. Um, it's kind of like, they've got like a Wonder Woman vibe, I think. Like a a wonder woman meets um clash of the titans yeah it's very greek yeah which um, the name makes sense right <laughs> yeah it Hero does being I, I, I don't know i don't know greek or mythology I, I think to be fair the geek the, the 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 kickstarter does talk a bit about that but there are these um amazon which makes sense like wonder woman style grecian uh blitzers uh four di four different two different three different several different sculpts um and then there are some catchers the iris catchers who have got wings which is pretty cool and again it looks very greek um we've got artemis thrower uh with a bow as well which is interesting and you've got the rp big guy now the rp big guy is a big harpy right basically um and it is big. It is really cool. Uh, I'm really impressed with that model. And it's very good. And there's loads of, loads of like bits and bobs added to it. There's a Medusa star player. It comes with a cheerleader, a coach, um, a nemesis referee, Elio bodyguard, a doctor, supporters, and appropriately a chainsaw player because nothing says ancient Greece like chainsaws. And um, then there's the surprise, which is a stadium. Now, I had missed this. But there is a whole stadium attached to wow. this, and it is Colosseum style, right? That's really cool. It's really good. Yeah, I, I absolutely love this. So sixteen pounds was the early bird, which there's fifty hours to go. So this podcast will go out in thirty six hours. So when this goes live, you'll have you know fourteen hours or a day and a half if you're one of our, our patrons, and um, you can go back this for sixteen pounds. You get an entire team's worth of STLs and a flipping stadium. That's Great pretty. That, yeah, that is really good. I, so good. I, I was really happy with it before the stadium, and then you know, <laughs> nice surprise. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I was going to say like, what great value, and then the stadium came along. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Outrageous. So yeah, I mean, stadiums are a big investment in printing, and I keep saying on Wednesday they're going to print a stadium or build a stadium. And I will at some point. But I, I thought this was really cool. Uh, Trips picked this one out and uh, sort of flagged it up to us as quickly as he saw it because he's a huge Cross Lances fan. And uh, sort of, I think it was probably advertised through that. So as it stands, uh, smash the goal, £878 against a target of 335 and 13 days to go. So this one wraps up on my birthday on Thursday, the 12th of oh, nice. May. Um, Kapla all around. So that is that. That is STL only. There's no option to get a printed team however the rights to print are very cheap so i wouldn't be surprised if there's a whole bunch of places that pick that up and um, just wanted to check in on the wear games amazon team there's 22 hours to go uh, so if you are one of our patrons you will hear this episode friday morning and you will have friday day to get it done if it, if you're listening to this on saturday or after unfortunately it's finished uh, but i've got to say they've smashed it man nearly sixteen thousand pounds against a target of 800 uh, so this is for the the kind of jungle themed Amazon team that we we looked at the other week, um, yeah. And 
physically have some of the models <laughs> it's a really beautifully cast team uh prices what you would expect so the human team 63 pounds um and there's a bunch of different options in there as well so two amazon teams live right now uh it's, it's an interesting one because you've got the kind of crossover there between stl pricing and resin cast pricing it's uh it's interesting so, it is yeah it feels like it's getting closer though in some in some places yeah i i think um having printed an unnecessary amount of things today let alone in general it's, it's worth it getting someone else to make a team <laughs> i still Often like, is yeah i still maintain that that's why like I, when i was back like the the big bunga one it was just like i like i could probably yeah i could easily print four teams for a lot less than this but then Having four teams just like there is free. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that time is it's worth it. Um but yeah, no, it, it's cool. It's I think the best thing ultimately is it's great to have options, you know. Like it's so many options. Being able to print your own team is the same as scratch building a team just with Yeah, exactly. I don't want to say a lot less effort because there is a lot of effort in cleaning up uh, and supporting It's a lot less effort than scratch building though. Let's you could say that, I think. I don't know, man. I mean I've built like back in the day, many, many, many Blood Bowl teams out of a Warhammer Fantasy Regiment set. Uh, oh, okay, okay, like that. Sorry, when I was thinking like scratch building, I was thinking you mean like sculpting your own. Oh my like, god, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 that's outrageous. Okay, no, but like, yeah, for example, getting a bunch of um, Age of Sigmar corn guys and converting it into a Norse team is is probably you know really easy and and, and compared to printing. Thoughts on that one, yeah. Milton? Well, um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, actually, I think there's a, there's a cost element to it as well, because my noise team was incredibly expensive at the end of the day. I mean, that consisted of like a box of um, corn blood warriors. A, I ended up buying a box of trolls for one of the trolls to use as a yeti, a box of wolf werner. Uh, um, oh, what are they called? Uh, the, the, oh, the wolfen. Space uh, wolves, wolfen. And I ended up buying a human team box just to cut the arms off a thrower. So by the end of that, I yeah, think well. I'd spend quite a lot of money. Yeah, but it came um, with a free human team, so that's something. Yeah, but like you know, the thing with like the three D prints is you can just like I feel like you can expand on your team a lot more. I was just looking. There's something really fun on the um, the wire one, which is um, you know Aku Aku from Crash Bandicoot the mask. Yeah, um, and there's like a a mascot in there that looks like like he's wearing his mask it's cool and you get all of these like extra cohesive features to your team that you know something like the, the games workshop team you, you you don't get you know you have to go out of your way i mean there are a few extra bits and pieces on forge world i noticed the cheerleaders have now gone um you can't get hold of those anymore and so you know all these bits and pieces that you can get from 3d printing and when a 3d printed uh, when a 3d um stl team is sort of like Put together like that you you get so much more out of it um yeah i i it did take me quite a while to kind of get that norse team together so i don't i don't know whether it is quicker or or longer than a a 3d print i suspect i think to be honest i think sometimes constructing games workshop kits is more effort than a well yeah 3d printing teams like by the time you've clipped everything and scraped all the mold lines off that can that's probably more man hours put into it certainly and like um you know for like clipping all the weapons off and like scraping the hands down and things where Mm -hmm. they're not blood bowl players um and try to make (laughs) them look a bit more blood bowl and they they sort of like they can look a bit awkward yeah the weapon hands are always tricky but to to your point ben so this week i built the yeti 
which was in 10 pieces, and I printed Grashnak from Brute Fun, which was in one piece. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the Grashnak clean... To be fair, to clean up a, a STL... To clean up a 3D printed model, you're looking at, I don't know, 15 minutes worth of work to take a print off the plate, to dunk it, to clean it, to wash it, to rinse it, and then probably about 15 minutes after that to cure it. So, I don't know, half an hour you can have a model cured and ready to go. The Yeti, I had to wash it, I had to clip it, I had to tidy it. I did not remove mould lines because I am a bandit. Uh, then I glued it together. Um, which <laughs> That's, That still seems like incredibly less effort than what I went through, I think. Hugely. It my newest team. Hugely so. But it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because you've got scratch building, you've got buying from Games Workshop, which is... Well, I'll tell you what, they're new the, as the teams go on, they do get exciting. But I was gonna say the, you know, let's let's take the first batch, like dwarves, orcs, um, skaven, and humans. They're not exciting. They're good. Like they're good to go. Like they're great, mm -hmm. but they're not exciting. Or you can scratch build a team, which like Milton said, is gonna cost you about the same as a full Blood Bowl team, right? It's gonna be sixty quid. And you put the work in, but you end up with something super unique. Or you three D print something which is going to take time and resin and more time, and then you're going to fail and then do some more time. Or you go to Punga or Wear Games or Grebo and, and pick up a team for 65 to £80 that arrives and has a little bit of cleanup and a little bit of gluing. Basically, Sometimes not even that. Like if they're printed teams, like the dwarves from Grebo, everything's just like one piece and it's like good to go. I think that's the best like yeah, time that's fair. kind of oh, were they, money was... value. Was that the dwarf like that you gave me a demo of, Ben? Because that was fantastic. I don't uh, remember actually. the Thundergriff Falcon beards, the big, wow-looking. It's, it's the one with the like ones. padded, like um, he, he had like a head, or, like a bandana on, um, and he had like padded armor. No, that was Hanath, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, still, the, the Grebo ones were like the um, they were like Dark Iron Dwarfs from well. Oh, okay. Well, they sound cool too. And to be fair, yeah. the Chaos Dwarf team, the Bull Centaurs came in three pieces. But I, I think that was about it. Everything else was single piece cast, and all you had to do was just kind of score the bottom of their feet when you glued them to the base, which was pretty great. Um, the new Norse team's fun when it comes to building it. Uh, some of it's all right, some of it's not. One of the heads is labeled wrong, and it doesn't take long to build. Um, it just has that classic like ah oh, sweet this is in seven pieces there must be two different ways to build it no there's two heads and one of them doesn't fit quite right it's like ah oh, games workshop you are so close like yeah. i remember tactical like the tactical marines from third edition 40k and you were like this is amazing i can put his arm up here i can have him well we wouldn't have called it <laughs> dabbing back then but you could you know throw a grenade he's holding a shovel it was just awesome um at our games workshop like hey our new thing our new kits they've got so many pieces we're using letters now by the way they're using letters now as well there's a 16 that... and a 16b yeah i was gonna say they like i've been building like necrons and they do that it, wow. it kind of is good though because like like when you have yeah, but call if, the if, whole if you... model A. Like, just call the whole model one, oh, I guess that one makes A, sense, one B, right? one C, yeah. one D. Okay, cool. I'm going to build model one. I need all the pieces that say one on. It's like, it's like <laughs> if they made a Christmas calendar, it would have June dates on it, and some would be triangles. And I'm it, just like, what are you doing? You kill team. Fascists. The triangle team. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it is frustrating where you're like, right, where's that bit? 
and then it's on the other end of the sprue with like a completely different mini, isn't it? Oh, the worst, <laughs> yeah. the worst. And I don't know if I touched on this two weeks ago. So this is like, I guess we're in hobby now. So this was, I, <laughs> I think I touched on this two weeks ago in the last podcast when we were talking hobby. Recently done some orc commandos from the kill team set. And my word, that was not a good kit. Like Games Workshop. Okay, right. Okay. That, that's actually a phrase it like this. It was a great kit in terms of you had options like your characters could be built with special weapons or like a chopper like pistol sword like you know standard orcs which was awesome i, I love to see land commandos i wanted my squad to be cheap so I just kick them out with basic stuff um but the mold lines on that were so bad like inch thick mold lines that took so long to scrape off and on top of that the sprue itself was completely randomly allocated. <laughs> and each thing was like 25 bits per orc boy. And like, it'll be like, right, okay, so I've got my sprue. I need like, I've got a piece up in the corner. And like, where is the next bit? There's three sprues here. And so I was every single time I had to build a model, for every single bit, I had to look across three sprues being like, where is this like, no, they didn't number spread pieces on different sprues. sprues. Yes. On different sprues. Yes. Oh, that's oh, horrendous. What absolute savages. That is, <laughs> yeah. that is nonsense. Do you think they, it was um, do you think awful. there's a working conditions thing? Do you reckon, because that sounds awfully like malicious compliance to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that, that sounds so like we need this, we need this kit on three sprues. So we can put it in this size box. And then the person designing the sprues is just like, it, I can't do that. No, it's like it has to be done. I know it's like I'll I have, make it I have another theory. I have another theory. Like they have a product like made by Chitu Box that designs their sprues for them. Well, I just yeah, that might actually be it. It oh, might yeah, be it. It auto might do, sprue. Yeah. Boof. Yeah, it might be automated, just, and they just put it. And then some. Yeah, it just goes possible. like, what's the best optimization yeah. for like the plastic yeah. cast and then it just goes and scatters it everywhere they are very efficiently placed yeah and then they get all the apprentices to go and figure out like which is which yeah <laughs> my god uh, but yeah you there honestly it, like, awesome models it. the worst kit i've ever built from games workshop by a mile by yeah. a mile and i've built some old stuff playing orcs so the so. The, the the kit is awesome i've got it up on screen now because it's just awesome fun um they, they, they do. They, the problem is they've got such good character in their models. Yes. Yeah, and you cannot complain about the models. Fantastic. Love painting them too, but just building like that—that that is work. That is so much work. I've probably spent half the time building them than I did painting them. And it's just like it took so long. It took a week to build the squad. Oh wow, that's crazy. Right. It was so bad. Well, I tell you what, I've got one more thing to mention and then we'll we'll, we'll bounce back into hobby proper. Uh, yeah. And the one thing to mention is that next Thursday, as this pod goes out on the 12th of May, it's my birthday. Uh, Tiff is working late night. She does late night Thursdays. So we record a podcast on Thursdays. Um, and we're going out for dinner on the Wednesday night. So Thursday night was free. So dragging Ben over and we are going to stream some sevens games. It's not going to be fancy. It's We're literally just going to hang out and stream play sevens and have fun uh chatting with people on chat it's going to be on our youtube channel so subscribe it'll be around about 8 p.m depending on how what if that could you get here for like half seven ben absolutely yeah fantastic um yeah so join us for that but uh, we'll take a very quick break and we'll be back with more tales of commandos
Okay, we're back, and uh, we're still talking about the commando sprues. Yeah. But... <laughs> Glad they're done. So um, I've got an absolute pile of good stuff for you here, Ben. Uh, so next Thursday, on my birthday, I will be giving you a Norse team, a Norse spike, a Norse star player, and a box of army painter speed paints. Um, oh, wow. Okay, that was a lot more than I thought. Yeah, I was expecting a star player, but... Yeah, thank no. you. Uh, I can return it as a as a birthday gift. I'll give it straight back. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to build another Norse team. It's it's fine. It's fine. Uh, the Norse team is pretty cool. Um, so oh, head number eighteen was a little bit contentious. Is that right? There's two heads and like it's a bit stereotyping, but these two bold chaps with beards look exactly the same. Uh, they are mm. they've gone with the proper lumberjack vibe. Um, and yeah, the heads are not interchangeable. Uh, not interchangeable at all so wow okay um you can kind of just try and glue it on and it's just got this massive... well and the instructions tell you the wrong head yeah yeah and you just end up with this and the fact massive... it looks like the other one doesn't okay yeah, yeah. A massive jutting out piece of neck meat um basically it's it's the the head on the drunken dude is basically mm. labeled up as the head from the berserker i think or something like that i can't remember how it works i just i literally gave up um, so I've got two of the worst model in in my Norse team now, which is these. Oh. This, you know the guy who's stumbling forward with like the Viking helmet. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I've got two of the that arms outstretched pose. one. Yeah, he, was, he looks literally like he's staggering. Yeah. Yeah, which is sadly what Norse do now in Blood Bowl. <sighs> but we'll talk about that in a bit. So yeah, hobby wise, I mean. It's all been Norse. It has been all Norse. Uh, so got the team, built the team. I 3D printed a bunch of bases that I had already from um, my Artisan Guilds addiction. Um, oh, awesome. The 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 um, the Barbarian out like release had a bunch of like wasteland bases. So I had a look. I was looking through my bases and I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be all right. I, I, to be honest with you, I just went to my downloads and typed in base to see what I had kicking around. And I was flicking through and I was like, that could that could do it. So I printed off a bunch of those prepped, ready for the team to come, including a 40 mil for uh, snow pelt and, and everything. Mm -hmm. And I think they're great. So I started painting them up. So naturally, I built the team. I undercoated it brown. And now I've moved on with my life. Uh, that's not fair. I painted the skin as well. Um, but got a good few Norse games in now, which is cool. Uh, got league starting game in, got a nice star player matchup with trips. So we've seen Ivar and uh, Thorson and Stoutmead on the pitch. So it'd be good to talk about them in the next segment too. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I've been doing some other hobby bits, but I actually can't really mention that just yet. Um, but I've been working on some dungeon ball bits, which is cool. Uh, I had a little bit of an absolute hobby smash sesh this afternoon, which was cool. I was like, I've got an idea. And then 45 minutes later, it was done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it happens, right? Sometimes you just have this outburst of, I'm just going to do this. I've been very impressed at how you've logged this. So Ben's been like planning out this, this, this job like the minute being like right if this is done here i need to do it immediately and i get this done i can have it done by like mid saturday at the latest and <laughs> i'm just like that is too oh, much I think so efficient. you get no, no 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 right it's a bit i built a spreadsheet naturally i built a spreadsheet to plan the printing order so that i could maximize my print times uh and make sure that i can get as many prints in a day as possible and then say i basically shaved three days off by optimizing my print and my 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 uh 
yeah, which to be honest, uh, I work in optimization and I work in uh, workforce management. So I think uh, I nailed it today. Um, I'm surprised but... it wasn't a Gantt chart. I thought you'd be more of a Gantt chart person by now with that kind of. Did, did you, haven't, you haven't looked in WhatsApp today, have you? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I've been busy. <laughs> have, a, have a look at WhatsApp. It wasn't for the 3D printing, but there is a Bonehead podcast Gantt chart in the, uh, the WhatsApp group. It's been one of those days today. I had a good day at work um cleared off a couple of like big tasks i was like yeah crushed oh it. oh my gosh there is there is a gantt chart right it's important i'm trying yeah. to trying it's to organize thank you thank you very much it's not automated but that's okay i'll show hang you on, how on. can i can i talk about this just a little bit let's do you talk... mind if i mention anything on there let's talk yeah no yeah, go for it go for it okay right i'm just gonna say the gantt chart he's linked is called tiff and ben calendar and there are four items on this calendar and they're all blood bowl tournaments <laughs> <laughs> does tiff know yeah, well, it's Your shared, shared with her. Calendar consists it, of only Blood Bowl tournaments. It's shared with her. Okay. okay. And now I'm bringing it up on yeah. screen because I feel like I have to defend myself. The Tiff and Ben calendar <clears throat> is excellent. This is how we organize our life because I love spreadsheets. Uh, so, you know, we've got the days at the bottom there. It tells me what I'm recording, what video needs to go live that day so that I can, like, track it. So what, where are we today? What day is it today? It's the 28th today so today's video was unbox and review of scrog snowpelt and hopefully i remembered to put that live today um and tomorrow's top five star players and then saturday's podcast number two 92 so it's got all of it on there it's got what i'm having for dinner because i need to maintain this diet thing going on at the moment it even keeps a track of how many work shirts tiff has got and tells us when to do the washing Oh, am I only wow. looking at one of these tabs on this Gantt chart? I'm yeah. not looking at the... Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. I thought it was like, <laughs> this was the calendar in its entirety. No, but to be fair, there is a section called filming where the entire list of stuff is. Then there's the series plan, and then there is the gotcha. series calculator, uh, which is what I built to figure out how many teams, if we have how many teams in a show, how many games do we have to play to get them to have a round robin? So, yeah. You know, mm. So, in fact, pick a number of teams between two and ten. Seven. Seven. So, if we had seven teams, there would be seven rounds, three games a round. So, each team would take a bye across each round, and that would be 21 games plus three uh, final games would be 24 games total. So, if we wanted to have a YouTube series with seven teams in, it would take 24 weeks to get them to play across that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that is cool. But that ties into the Gantt chart because I'm like, right, how many series can we can we kind of like wedge in in one year? Because you know we're we're you know we're about to start showing the Dungeon Bowl stuff. Then we're going to move into a cheeky little seven Super Series again before we hit the Winter Bonehead Championship, and then it's going to finish the week before the Super Bowl just to like tie it all together. And I'm just uh, just really excited at the moment at the moment and in a really planning mood. Uh, that's good yeah Help no. the podcast. so yeah i guess my hobby was planning things uh like that's most basically my hobby section this week miltonio banderas how are you any hobby any games played yeah i mean i've done actually quite a bit to be honest i mean i did the the dungeon ball stuff that obviously we've played but more oh, on yeah. that to come. um and obviously with dorset dungeon ball coming up it was quite important for me to have my dungeon ball team ready to play for that so pretty excited for that coming up in what two weeks now just uh, a week on saturday a week, a week yeah, on yeah. saturday yeah. yeah okay brilliant um it's even sooner and um yeah so i've also started playing in the shankers union casual league at the other way blood bowl league um, shankers so yeah 
and um, I've decided to bring a fresh chaos team to that. Um, Without the Minotaur, right? Yeah, so this is a four, yeah. four warrior build. And yeah, I've had a couple of really good games, actually. Uh, first game was against Nurgle, which was hard fought. Um, took a couple of casualties. Um, I've decided I'm just going full random skills. But um, yeah, yesterday had a had a great game, did quite well. Uh, two of my journeymen managed to score touchdowns. I won the game 2-1. So obviously I've had to hire them, but I do now have four randomly mutated beastmen. I just want them to be a big like squiggly mess of like hands and tentacles by the end of the season. Like well on your really, way. I'm, I'm not really worried about what skills they got. I'll just work with what I get given. Um Love that. and yeah, like um kind of got like a mascot rule going on with that league. Um and so I've been building a little mascot for them who Oh looks the hilarious. horse head guy. The horse head guy, yeah, who um so this was using, I'm assuming, spare human parts from your Norse team. So this was, yeah, this was the, the, the thrower that I like cut the hand off, and then I got a chaos horse head and put it on his head. I love it. And I think it was great. him a tentacle arm, and he's like holding a pole arm with a banner, and it's going to be amazing when it's all done. He looks ridiculous. I love it. Oh, yeah, I thought that was um, excellent. I really did. Yeah, and so. Um, no, that's been really good. Uh, and yeah, a lot of organizing for me too. I've magnetized pretty much everything in the house. So <laughs> um, yeah, no, magnet's great uh, for, for storing all of that stuff. So I think I've got my uh, my teams all magnetized and boxed up and that's been uh, that's been pretty good. Magnets are great, okay. But yeah, Milton, it's, it's a week, week today as the podcast goes out that we will be dungeon bowling, which is... Just awesome stuff. How about you, BT? Other than arguing with Games Workshop mold lines and many, many, many piece kits, what have you been up to? Um, yeah, I've been up to a couple of things. Um, I'm back on trying to get some more Necrons done, which is really, really unexciting for the hobby segment. Um, but it's, you know, got to be done. And that's that's I'm just working on that. I've nearly finished building the lot now. So How much silver paint have you spraying it. Uh, I have gone through two bottles of the vallejo metal color these big ones oh my god that's massive. Doing the army yeah i mean i'm not Which surprised is, like it's, i mean these are 30 mil 32 mils it's like the, that's like 10 like, games workshop paints yeah not, not, not that much is it that much? no I'm, like I'm five, five games workshop paints yeah <laughs> um yeah so uh, 12 mil these ones yeah, so 30 mil a pot at 60 mil. Is right, two of them. 60 mil. So I've gone through about 60 mil of metal paint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's. Um, yeah, no, that's good fun. So uh, I've been doing some of that. I did finish off a 40k leader. I kit bashed a big mech on bike. Um, oh, he was cool. Yeah. 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 So he's finished off now. I, uh, no, a little bit more weathering to do on him. Um, then he's finished off. But. Yeah, he's like I got one of the uh, servo haulers. They're like the big um, the, the like mm, crane drill tractor things. Drill. Yeah, yeah, those things. Yeah, they got like tracks. Um, see if basically got one of those ripped off the top of it, cut the half of a knob biker, like cut the back half off, jammed the bike into it, um, messily glued it, hid everything with like fire extinguishers and like mech bits. Um, I cut like half a barrel, stuck it on top to hide a bit of flat surface, and then added any wire I could find in my bits box, just attached it to it. Um, put a death dread claw 
on top of the servo hauler where the arm normally is and then attached a shock attack gun to that. So it's like a big mech on bike with a shock attack gun. And I thought him holding the shock attack gun while driving is probably not like as good. So I thought it would be kind of fun to have the, the gun attached like a mech arm that's kind of acting independently. So, where did you yeah, get the servo so hauler from? Uh, I got that in the Conquest magazine a uh, long time ago. Okay. Yeah, when that was a thing. I've had that sat around knowing that I'd use it for a naught kit bash at some point. Because and... in the Sector Mechanicus Galvanic Servo Haulers kit, there is a massive, like, Hornby scale um, crane. Yeah, um, I've got that. Oh, come on, Ben. If you want it, I can give it to you. No, no, don't, I don't, don't, I don't want, no. What do you mean you can't okay. find a use for it? You're an orc player. Come on. Yeah, true. I might be able to make, like, a a gun from it or something it's like an anti like an orbital gun that's just amazing yeah yeah no they, they, it's a it's a gold mine of walk bit that kit yeah no i couldn't i couldn't wedge that one into blood bowl like, i suppose we could with enough kind of trialing uh i guess you could play blood bowl in an industrial factory and it could be a thing that does random things i don't know uh, maybe that that's the stretch yeah oh no i did no uh I stick have... um Stick a uh, what? What is the television? Cabal vision like oh, ball on the end yeah. of it, and use it as like a crane that swings over the pitch to like a camera that. crew. Oh, that's yeah. actually really that's cool. That's quite a good idea. Yeah, you can put some like snotlings hanging off of it. Yeah, gonna build a stadium for the for the for the wobble league. You know. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Be, because I'm gonna print off loads of fan art and um. Oh, what's the other? What's the? Who did the? Uh, who did the? Okay, Ben. I'm going to try this one with words in a sentence. Let's see. Let's let's float this idea. Who did the Kickstarter for the first stadium? The first stadium Kickstarter with STLs. Kraken. Yes, Kraken. Kraken. Yeah. I know it wasn't the first, but it was like the first okay. one. We were like, oh my god, they've got a load of um, fans. Fanath have got a load of fans. I figure yeah. we'll just print a bunch and give them to everyone at club. It'd be like, hey, paint ten dudes. Here you go. You paint ten dudes. Here you go. Idea. You paint ten dudes, and that's like that's a really good idea. And then two... you get like such a mix in the yeah. crowd as well, of like everyone's styles. Two hundred and... dudes, yeah. and just chuck them around. That'd be wicked. I, I that's think a it's... really cool idea. I think that's a cool little idea, and I get to print things. I like printing things, mostly because I like saying hello to the Amazon man when he brings me boxes of resin. Um, <laughs> I've had oh, some, I had some serious deliveries this week. I, I, I get a hundred poster tubes turn up for our dungeon bowl mats today. Uh, had a couple of crane arms turn up, boom arms for filming, and and obviously resin after resin after resin. It's so good. That tube box was a box you could fit in. Oh uh, yeah, there was two of them too. It yeah. was. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah, <laughs> there was there was questions from Tiff uh, when that one turned up. Yeah. I was like, hopefully it'll be gone soon. Um, so yes, when we put them for sale, if you could buy them, so I get in less trouble with my wife, that would be terrific. You can order stuff to mine if you need to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen your garage, actually. That's a really good point. Really good point. Um, cool. So hobby-wise, yeah, I've been doing some Norse stuff. Uh, I'm going to try and get the Sevens team for, for Norse painted up for um, for our Sevens game on Thursday, Ben. Uh, my corn team will not be painted, but that's fine. They're bright red. That's okay. Um, but yeah, so that'd be really good fun. Anything else you guys want to add before we delve more into Norse? That's about it. I think that's it. All right, good stuff. We will take a break and be right back.
Okay, it's Norse time. So we've looked at the roster before, we've looked at the stuff before, we thought we'd actually just get together and kind of talk about the spike release and the team as it is and how they play on the pitch because we got a few games in and um, and they're pretty cool. Now, you guys, I don't know, Milton, have you have you had a chance to see the Norse team in the flesh yet? Did any of the guys at club have uh, have the Norse team? No, there was a lot of chat about it. I think quite a lot of people have bought them quite excited about them but no one was running them in the leagues yet um that is disgraceful um i think you know we're going to see a lot of it very soon maybe not in the shankers i think they're probably looking to run them in other they've uh, other leagues so i imagine the isla white dudes have already got many many norse teams yeah i i think you know norse have been quite popular despite you know not having a, a games workshop team i think they're still quite a popular pick you know do you imagine giving everyone on the team block goes down quite pop you know goes down quite well <laughs> with people yeah i mean went down pretty well with me yeah <laughs> um yeah no I, i've not i've i've not yet to see them in the flesh um i'm 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 in two minds about it really i uh that I'm a little bit, i'm a little bit bitter having built my own Norse team as i explained earlier at some expense last year uh, and so that's your Norse team, yeah, of, uh... it's not like everyone else's Norse team now. So it's unique to you. So at well, least you have that. That's very true, and I'm very proud of my Yeti. So um, and your Ulf, can... your Ulf Warriors are big boy size as well, which is yeah. Uh... The Ulf, do you know, do you know what the Ulf Warriors? I'm not overly keen on on the GW kit. There's nothing wrong with them. I just like I feel like the um, the Space Wolf Ulf and like kind of fit oh, the bill a bit better. They're they so do, good. yeah. They've yeah. got the bulk. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not replacing my Norse team. Um, I think Trips is kindly printing me a couple of pigs. He is. Yeah, him. he is from um, Caliber. I think Caliber 3D has done has done the the pigs already. So if you've got a Norse team and you need some stuff, then uh, that's a good way to go with that. The Wire yeah. Wire Kickstarter they've produced some, and I imagine that Grebo have got some out by now. Probably, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they do. I don't know either, actually. So, yeah, I mean, Milton, this is a really good place to start because we've had you on the show before to talk about this exact thing. We we did, we did an episode on this. Uh, is it worth buying a third-party um, Team of Legend team because they're going to get changed up, yo? And um, they got changed up, yo? A little bit. Like, the team translates. So, as, a, as an owner of a bespoke team, um, how, how do you feel about the roster changes? From a, yeah, from so, a model um, point of view, from a model from, point of view, we'll from talk, a model point yeah, of view, we'll I'm curious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, well, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, um, like, obviously, my as I discussed earlier, my team is themed very much around that kind of the corn blood, blood warriors, blood bound. Well, I can't remember what they're called from from Age of Sigma. Um, Come on, blood tie. This uh, is this is your area of expertise. What are the naked men called what are, in, what are in the called? Blood Reavers? Blood, Blood Reavers, Reavers, that's the that's one. It. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the the I think it's it's not the box you can buy, but it was the kit that came like on the red sprue that came with like the starter set or the like starter box, the original Age of Sigma starter box, yeah. which is slightly different to the box of them. And I, I studied the sprue quite a lot, and that one sprue provided me with all the linemen i needed uh two berserkers because there's two guys with like the horns pointing up with extra like armor i guess they're like the champions of the yeah of the of the of the box and 
there's a whole bunch of guys with like just helmets on and then there were two guys that were in like running positions without helmets and two guys that were sort of standing back which were uh, without helmets that were perfect for throwers and so that worked really well for me because i basically got all of those positionals out of just those sprues and all mm -hmm. I had to add was the the Ulfwerner and the Yetis. Now, of course, I've got two runners and two throwers, which are not an awful lot of use to me anymore um, in in the season two. And neither of them look particularly like Valkyries or boar, uh, beer boars. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> now, the beer boar, yeah, definitely. The beer boar is definitely... Uh, 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 it's very unique. But... Um... You know, the the thrower playing the role of a Valkyrie, I think, is gonna go down just fine all over the place. I think that's I think that's basically normal now. I think we're gonna see throwers as Valkyries for everybody who's got an old school Norse team or well, a custom Norse team. You you very kindly paint uh sorry, printed me some um nameplates for them. Oh so, yeah, uh, Warg name is gonna need to update those, isn't he? Uh yeah, I, I, I yeah, I don't suspect. No, no, dude, is. be a grognard about this and just call them throwers and just continue just to call them throwers. throwers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the same skill set, isn't it, really? Like catch, dauntless, pass, strip yeah, ball. They've got, they've got mean, better yeah, and better movement. Uh, they are much better. better. Movement, but they're they're I mean, worse uh, catchers, better throwers is basically uh, yeah, where Yeah, I mean, my, my guy's like running. He looks like he's running. He looks like he passed a pick up a ball, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I'll get away with it. It's um, It's not the end of the world. Do you know what I used for a beer bore in my first test game? What did you use? I used trumpets. The snotling with oh, a trumpet. Incredible. Oh, nice. It just fit right. And, uh, it's more of a pick-me-up than a exactly. pick with a barrel on it. Trips was like, oh, I've got a beer bore. Do you want to borrow a beer bore? And I was like, no, 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 no. Trumpets is here to inspire people. <laughs> yes. um, I mean, he died really quickly. Oh, okay. Uh, but that's kind of what trumpets does. If you've watched the oh, so trumpets. how are they then with the beer boards then? Like, how, do they? Yeah. Like, I... how did you find them? Is it worth talking about those now? Okay, we'll go into the the rules change there with the beer boards because yeah, I mean, um, there's beer boards are great for uh, Jimmy carring your way into having a better team. Um, so you can kind of use it as a way to to fudge the money uh to get uh, <laughs> to, get, you know, okay. yeah, to get like uh you know a better lineup um so you know in, in a world where you basically take a beer bore and upgrade your berserkers to ulf warriors you know because you can get that extra strength you can use it that extra 30k however when they are on the pitch um they are great at times like you don't mind fouling with them and that mm -hmm. they're stunty they're dodge they're titchy they move around on a two plus everywhere like so in the norse team where you will need assists right having a dude that can just two plus plus out into the open even if there's only five squares of movement being able to just go and be that inspirational plus one to give you a four die block on a frenzy punch with a ulf against a chaos blocker or um against ivar right which is a which happened you know i got to use the beer board to dodge out to to tag ivar to then allow my ulf warrior to eat him uh with four dice um and and like the beer ball is great in that regard however it's a proper victim player like mm -hmm. I, I you know strength one no skills i mean dodge is a skill i guess but strength one everybody's three die blocking you and you've got armor 0.5 like uh trips literally broke armor on one dice uh because the other dice basically rolled off the table and uh, i was like well you did it on one dice so it doesn't really matter um 
it it's uh yeah they they die they die real yeah. real real quick are there stats uh snotling stats uh yeah but without sidestep gotcha okay and with no hands right yeah yeah with no hands and, and yeah. pick me up so yeah but... they're 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 they do stuff but yeah, but I, I they like because when I when I saw their rules, like I just assumed that you would play them. I mean, quite quite far back, like like you basically just bring them in when you need them and then just run away. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a fair way to do it. Then um, you are one player down, like actually doing stuff. But the, the, like, yeah, that is true. the trouble with them, right? Like yeah. is yeah, you you it's taking up a positional like alignment which is only thirty k more, which has which has block more score, yeah, <laughs> yeah. more skills. But sometimes, if you want to get the Valkyries, if you want to get the Ulf Warriors and the Yeti and an Aura Star player, you don't have that thirty k. So, and and they are great for star players. So one of the formats we ran, uh, Ben was the Summer Series um, format, so the eleven hundred with five primaries for tier one and mm-hmm. um i had to take a beer ball so i could fit thorson on the roster and still have all and 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 valkyries and a yeti like right it was fine and and when you do that the beer ball becomes player 12 so it, it, for the first drive and it is only going to be the first drive let, let's be super clear about this because norse play you will lose players um it's fine like for the first drive it doesn't even matter then you can bring them on and on defense, they're actually pretty useful. You can play them in such a way where you can put them behind the line uh, and everybody is within that halo of three squares. And mm-hmm. it, it works really well. I, I, they're, they're good. They are not amazing. But it, it's... It, I'll, I'll t- they, we'll, they touch on, <laughs> we'll touch on Thorson in a little bit. But would you have run... No, with that roster, would you have run that Thorson beer ball list, or would you have rather taken something else like more linemen or whatever? Um, I I run a beer ball in both my rosters now mm-hmm. for Norse because well, it's important to try them out. I want to try out Valkyries, and I want you know being able to take them is good. You don't take a beer ball if you if you don't have to. I think is is basically where I am on them is okay. uh, it, it's it's a it's fine if it means you get everything else but you are playing with it's a half player okay so if you if you're start if you've got eleven players and one of them is a beer ball you are starting with a, with ten and a half players on the pitch and if you've got twelve players including a beer ball it's half a player so think of it like that and if you have to I've built there's some rosters out there that are max positionals with re rolls but two beer balls yeah you can do it. Uh, but it, your beer balls are going to be they're going to be heroic every now and again and you'll see that because a beer ball is going to foul a dude off and a, and those beer balls are going to get somebody up on a 5 plus and it's going to be the most epic thing you've seen um, but those are the things you're going to remember you're not going to remember the time they just they just got ruffle stomped by a human lineman because they were because they were existing it's 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 rather painful shall we say however and i'm going to jump straight in it now and again with the jimmy car thing league taking a 11 man roster with two beer balls your first game's going to be a bit rough then you fire both those beer balls and get the free journeyman and you are good to go that's great because then you start yeah. you're, you're basically starting with uh 1060 with a million and 60k 
to build your team you just your first game is a couple of beer balls and the beer balls might do something great and you might be like woohoo actually you never what never mind but actually if it goes bad you can just fire the beer balls and get those journeymen after game one uh, yeah because so... I, I, I take loner block pieces any day you know yeah loner block is fine free it's um yeah uh, but yeah sorry milton you go so, so well yes no i was just i was just thinking about uh league and i was thinking well you know like some teams some people like to play league with like character and so you know like the beer balls are quite quite like a, a a unique positional and like a unique character for your team and i was just looking at it and i was like they don't even get primary access they only get secondary access <laughs> yeah. so if you had to pick a secondary access agility skill to give one of them what would you give them oh my gosh sidestep all day long turn them into a snot line. yeah yeah uh I, it, the fact they don't have sidestep it feels really weird uh and they just feel of no use when they get punched that sidestep on noblars and, and snotlings is a is just such a benefit it's just such a like mm. it's a sugar-coated hand grenade it's like oh this is lovely it, you know obviously it's going to go wrong most of the time but it's lovely at first but with a with a beer bore it's, it's just all bad like there is no bad, there is yeah. nothing other than badness um like the 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 beer ability is great and three squares is pretty much a ton of space because you tend to scrum up with Norse. And it's going to trigger every now and again. You're going to get a dude standing up and it is going to be useful. So they are not useless, but they would be better if they were snotlings. No that pick no, no pick me up, nothing else. Just actually, LOL, Norse have got snotlings now uh, because they're fa um, fairies. You know, yeah, like but, I mean, Norse, like... Norse fairies. You know, like from the the stuff they sell you in yeah, it's airports and things. And and you know what? That wouldn't have been so weird because you know, like the, the human team got um, halfling hopefuls, didn't they? Yeah, it's a weird one. Uh, we'll see beer balls. Uh, you, Milton, you are exactly right. If you know they can build character or they can make you feel better, but I think we'll see them when people can't afford not to use them. Uh, so the first couple of games of a league, maybe you'll see a beer ball. In a tournament, you'll see beer balls, but they'll be on the bench because you've got star players on the go. And um, then you'll see them being used as reroll markers. Uh, and that's fine. They're cool. Uh, it's a great twist. And what it does mean is that you can allow that extra bit of building, which I think is awesome. And someone can be like, you know what? No, I'm running both my beer balls. I don't even care if they're terrible. I'm just going to run around and cause carnage. And that is that is great because Norse, were they were great. But now they've got a little bit of spice and honestly, like the catcher was a good positional. The thrower, you only took the thrower if you wanted a leader caddy. So, I mean, we, we said this for ages. I think they've made the catcher a more interesting player and uh, they've got rid of the thrower who was not doing anything anyway. Um, mm -hmm. And put a beer ball on there that's actually just a fun other way to play. Like if every roster got a really subpar seriously guys pick a roster that's got a player that has a subpar player on it that you never take that is not a death roller oh um oh that's actually hang on hang on, hang on. Yeah, there is there is one there is one um it's got to be one black okay for, for milton it's org throwers right but we can 
Yeah, that's well. I yeah. I mean, we had this discussion before, didn't we? Like the orc thrower is a weird positional, isn't it? But it has a purpose. It has a clear purpose, and it's a clear it choice because it's like hmm, actually, you know what? I get short hands. Yeah, all right. It's an obvious like, do I want A or do I want B? Uh, the human thrower on the renegade team is probably the next in line for being just a bit like uh, you can take him, but it's a bit of a uh, not great. Um, and then it's got to be one. This feels this no, feels... skeletons I, I, on the undead team. No, skeletons are, are fast at movement five. They're great. You need skeletons. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is it. Of all of Blood Bowl, every player is a choice, and they all have their uses. And the beer yeah. absolutely has its use. The majority of that is the fact that it's twenty k, but actually. It's a, it has its it has its use, you know. The the beer bore is the orc thrower of the Norse team, uh, and that's that that's. I'll, know, I'll cancel my order with trips then. <laughs> uh, no, hey, and if you've got a if you're running if you're going to a tournament and you've got twenty k left over, you why would you not take a beer bore? Like you can take an assistant coach instead. It's better than an inducement, I reckon. Yeah, you just chuck him on like it's turn seven or turn eight they've just scored you don't have a chance to score or you know it's just one turn and you're not going to be able to get a quick score on the go you just run him out and then you go frenzy block with this guy frenzy block with this guy frenzy block with this guy move my other dudes up and run in the beer ball and go for a cheeky foul if he gets sent off i don't care for a tournament beer balls are going to be really useful because they just fill out that 20k roster and they provide that like buffer so that you can buy what it is you really want that is useful what about the chameleon skink? I don't think I've ever seen anyone use one of those. Oh, they're pretty good now. Yeah, man, they're great. On the Are ball, on the they're on the ball and passing three plus. They're a, they're like uh, okay. one of the best throwers in the game. I need that on a shirt, actually. Um, best throw in the game. Should we? You played. So you played a game against, or one game, two games against trips. Um, uh, yeah, two games against trips. Yeah. Yeah. So we had some thoughts from Ian who couldn't make this episode. Um, but I will. Should I relay his? Yeah, uh, yeah. Run through thoughts. Let me just find where he's written this. Yeah, got it here. So uh, Ian says the ability to send your guys up potentially is great and really annoying as an opponent to the point that beer boars will be hunted down. They can assist, they can foul, but if they're in base contact, they will be leaving a pitch as the AV is so low. Great bench player and for twenty k, fill the gap in the team, but you'd never skill one up. It won't last. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I agree. Pretty much a summary yeah, of what you said. Completely agree with all of that. Um, I, I think my games with trips were actually quite challenging because we both understood, you know, the assignment, as the memes say, um, because we both knew what the beer ball was trying to do. We both knew what the star player's special power was trying to do. So he ran Ivar, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a second. He ran Ivar. Ivar's special power is he can move an unmarked player one square into a tackle zone. So mm -hmm. I marked the heck out of all of his players so he didn't get a chance to do it. He made sure that Thorson was away from everybody else so he couldn't throw his barrel at them and then just took out the beer ball so that we couldn't do anything with it. Like uh, It was all very much kind of like counterplay uh, which was probably stupid because we wanted to but actually a good opponent is going to be like right, actually we need to take the beer ball out nice and early it's a quick punch you don't get any benefit out of it he's gone um and it, it was good to see them actually fight i mean my yeti got nuked on turn one of the first game which was very oh, offensive no. yeah uh so then played the rest of the game without a yeti which was a yeti yeah yeti oh. gone down a beer ball 
it was nine players real quick um in my uh so yeah that was an interesting interesting one so yeah the beer ball i love that it's here you won't see it very often but it's great to have stuff that's not ubiquitous i think in blood bowl because yeah it's great yeah absolutely um in fact i think it would have been even better if it had been naught to six beer balls six i think it would have been great yeah but then it's just a stunty team yeah and that would have been really entertaining to be like oh yeah, he's, guess, he's, yeah. he's running he's running the beer pack uh the ball pack it'd be great like i got beer six, ball meta yeah, i got yeah. six beer balls uh a wizard two old foreigners a yeti and griff like that would have been what that would have been awful like that would have been a really interesting team um but i mean naught two is potentially more sensible and you know yeah probably that's that's probably fine um yeah so the valkyries what, mm, you mentioned those very soon very very late. so last week yeah we spoke about these didn't we and we had actually quite mixed uh mixed opinions yeah milton having having gone and clinched third place with norse in a tournament earlier well where are we last year it was last year last year yeah um uh you lost the catchers you've lost the throwers and you've got the valkyries instead what's your yeah. first take it's an odd one so i took the um the thrower for the leader access i told you and so i didn't play the catcher i don't think i've ever played with the catchers catchers are um, great they, they're just one skill away from movement seven well sorry catchers were great one skill away from movement seven blodgers with dauntless they were wicked little extra well, players i think i think that was one of the hard things with the old norse setup where you had the catchers and the berserkers are both at 90k and the off winners are 105 yeah uh for the team of legend um and like trying to get all of those in particularly into like a, a tournament roster it, it it's challenging like there's a lot of positionals and you're basically having to curate around your tactic what if we added and a 20k so, uh stunty player well but even then like <laughs> <laughs> you know like um and so uh, yeah i i think you know the decision was right to kind of to get rid of the the thrower and the catcher and i think the valkyrie looks decent you know 90 95k it's a very reasonable price for the skill set you're getting um in terms of league the the access you're getting you, you get agility general and passing on primary and strength on the secondary yeah um so they've got a really good pool of um stuff to, to go from um you know obviously with the changes where you can sort of like cu curate your sbp in order to sort of choose where where you're going with that i can imagine that like a league team will take a valkyrie to become a bit of a star player really um you know, because uh, then they're not going to be your 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 blocking game, your hitting game, are they? They're going to be your your passing and your scoring game. Um, and so, yeah, I I think they're a great player. Um, I personally, I think I'm going to ignore it. I think the next time I play Norse, I'm going to be playing it at Sand Bowl again, and I'm not going to build around them. I I think I'm just going to go with the punch again. Um, and see how that plays out but uh obviously it will change now because i don't have access to that thrower in order to get that leader so i have to think about my re-rolls and how i want to handle that and being able to take leader on a valkyrie is a really great utility option 
but dude you, you don't want to do it because it feels like such a waste it, it is it'd yeah be like it'd be like putting leader on a human catcher yeah. uh or a gutter runner like ah uh, like one skill we said this in the last podcast one skill on a valkyrie turns them into an absolute machine and it can kind of you have so many choices that one skill which immediately makes them a different player so you know you so, can make yeah. them brawlers with Daunt because they got dauntless you can make them proper bra brawlers with you know lodge and things like that uh, well they can be like what, what this, this this is the thing with the the thrower it had block so you could pretty much like i mean it was 20k more than the lineman but you could literally just throw it up to the line and sort of like act it as another like lineman but it you don't get that a as a lineman. starting starting yeah. skill with the valkyrie and so like you say completely that is just totally wasted <laughs> like the leader mm -hmm. just feels totally wasted on it doesn't it yeah because this is your position or this is a scoring threat um so when i ran the tournament build with um against trips i had two valkyries i went for the valkyries because i thought actually i'm going to need well i want to run them one had wrestle and one had dodge and I i'm gonna be That's... honest with you i i couldn't pick which one of those two skills was better they were both i mean you were playing norse mirror right no so no this was human oh was this with human yeah oh, okay. it, it played against ivar with humans um uh and uh yeah i mean the wrestle was excellent uh mm -hmm. wrestle strip ball did its thing like go nice. in there get the beer bore in couple of dodges for an assist go in there two die block with wrestle strip ball boom ball comes out uh and then everybody died but um until that point it was going really 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 well um now that game was also played in a blizzard uh which we're going to come to lineman in a minute i think but yeah so the wrestle was amazingly good and dodge was really 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 good because movement yeah. seven dodge it, it they're just real speedy uh because the rest really of the helps. team is not speedy at all uh did you make any um did you do any passing with them between valkyries uh, i know I, neither I you oh I, I appreciate that i appreciate that yeah no, i know I, neither I you nor trips are, are a passing players generally so. oh i love i love slinging the pigskin um <laughs> uh, but no uh i tried and what happened i think i think the non-dodge no i think the dodge valkyrie just snake eyed it uh I yeah was that's like, fair. i had like a proper little cheeky all i needed was a, a three plus with a re-roll into a three plus and then a three plus with a re-roll and then a three plus with a re-roll i was like this is gonna be easy uh, that's good odds yeah that's good odds. it was not bad but it, i'll tell you what a pair of valkyries gives you a stretch play like seven does. movement on one seven really movement does. on the other three yeah. move, three square throwing game that's 17 squares so it's like actually the valkyries and i think dodge is the best skill to start with because like milton said you've got bash you've got all for you've got berserkers you've got you've got a yeti you've got plenty of dudes that can you know, nog dudes. And yeah, if, you, if you're scoring touchdowns with them, which Dodge enables you to do a lot easier, yes, then they're going to skill up so much faster. So, you know, you're going to get more money from, um, like, yeah, more, the touchdowns. Well, more so money from touchdowns. To, yeah. You're, yeah. You're so you can afford right. to buy brawler players if you want to keep them as scoring threats. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, so yeah. I think, I think Dodge is the slightly, I mean, we're talking Brexit margin because using the problem with it, and I think, this comes back to what Milton was just saying about the the old school catcher and thrower combo is that you will you will never really have your Valkyries, your Ulf Warners, and your Berserkers together. You know, right. it, you will have 
hmm, I'm going to take two Valkyries and two Ulf Warriors for the strength, or I'm going to take two Ulfs and two Berserkers for maximum carnage, or I'm going to take two Berserkers and two uh, Valkyries because I don't have quite enough to buy the Ulf Warriors, who, in my opinion, are strictly better. I know Trips has very different views, and I think I might be wrong on this one, but let me tell you, Ulf Warriors with block. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And with a cheeky little beer board to go around and make sure you've got an assist. Hello, 245k star player. Smash! Uh, with my Ulf Warrener, who may look like a tiny little man, but he's just got an angry... You've, you guys have seen The Watchmen, right? You know how angry and small Rorschach is? Yep. That's, oh, how, yeah, yeah. that's, that's how Ulf Warreners play now. Um, they're just tiny, angry men. Uh, I'll give um, I'll give Triplo's thoughts on both players. Just yeah, lay it on. For that. So for Valkyries, he he said that this position is a star for the team because that movement without drunkard gives you a lot of ground to cover. Give them dodge and whoosh, they're off. Give them block and bang, that's a great safety. Give them a passing skill slash nerves. You can pass. Give them wrestle, they're a pain. Give them two of those skills, and wow, I yeah. think that's pretty fair. Yeah, I I really like that. I I think. Like you said, Dauntless with wrestling the strip ball is just really nice. There's so much flexibility. I love this player so much. Absolutely love him. I kill to have them on every single team. God, oh, they would be amazing on, on like as a position on a, a team. They would just be like the best. Yes. Um, yes. I think dodge first, and I do. I love wrestle. I mean, I know you don't really want wrestle on a ball carrier, so it's a bit of an anathema. But actually, that they're, they're just so utilitarian at that point. Uh, and movement seven dodge is going to give you plenty of scoreability like and because they've got armor eight plus like everybody else i if i've got the ball i i'd rather be wrestled than blocked out uh you know obviously block would stop you from being actually blatted at all so technically block is better but wrestle and strip ball just just works really 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 well yeah um, so yeah or and sorry, and for Ulfs, he said, uh, amazing, solid blocker, won't run around, but you can frenzy through the middle. They will tie up two opponents each. The obvious skill up is block. You want these guys to punch holes all day. Yeah, I mean, Ulfs haven't changed. So, Milton, what were your thoughts on uh, on the old Ulf Werner in this new lineup? Um, Yeah, I mean, it's like you say, there's not an awful lot of difference. Uh, the Ulfs are an interesting one. I love them. I'm, I'm in the same boat with you, uh, Ben. I think they're great. And um but they are quite fragile off the i know they're a strength four so that sounds like a bit odd to say but the lack of that block, frenzy yeah. and that lack of block yeah. when you're coming up against teams that like have a lot of block as well so when it's sort of like a bash versus bash scenario um they they can be quite fragile that frenzy can certainly get you in trouble if you're not careful with it and it's an expensive piece um you know um, that you can you can lose quite easily, particularly if they kind of they need support. They need something around them to kind of help them deal with the with whatever it is they're dealing with. And while they are amazing, you you need to kind of roll with them. You, you either kind of get that that momentum with them and it, they work great, or otherwise they just sort of hit a wall and they can kind of become a bit problematic. I think I had a, I've had a, a game or a couple of games where. You know, I've 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 lost one of them quite early on in the game, and that's really thrown the whole team composition where you've quite like hinged on them supplying that strength support. Um, but great player, and I would always choose to bring them. 
you, you are right. Not having block is painful because you are going to roll that both down skull every now and again and it's really going to hurt you. A two die block without block is as likely to fail as a three plus dodge with dodge. So, you know, I okay. mean, yeah. So yeah. it's pretty good, you know, good odds, but we've all dodged with a goblin and it's yeah. been like, um, two. yeah, just can't do it. And that double two is both down, both down. Um, but the, the good thing is you can give them block nice and easy and uh, especially for tournament builds. So I put block on both my, both my elves yeah. when I wanted, oh, it's so difficult because there are times where block is just the best thing in the world and they knock a dude down. And you're like, oh, I should have gone with mighty blow instead to finish them off. Well, I tell you what, as soon as those guys get broom with block and mighty blow, it's going to be murder. And then mm. and that is just awesome. So the Norse team is, is a really great one to start with. But then when the Valkyrie's got two skills, well, the Ulfwaron has got two skills. We haven't even got to the Berserker yet. They are like top tier players at that point because it feels quite linear, but actually... That's just excellence at that point. Um, big, 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 big fan. Okay, should we talk Berserker? Yeah, so this one is... I'm looking forward to this. I think you should kick off then. I mean, the Berserker is a great player. Just for me, uh, it's overshadowed by the Ulf Warrener because, the, you, you know, you can give an Ulf block, but what you can't do is give, uh, give a Berserker strength. Um, and, you know... It, I, it's just it's horses for courses okay the berserker in the off world if you can get them all then it's awesome but then you're running five frenzy pieces which is risky of itself um so i feel like you kind of have to choose berserkers or off warriors a lot of the time and i would go on the side of uh of two dice um but i guess one die of frenzying technically is a two plus uh versus a three plus with a reroll, although three plus with a reroll is better. And what happens if your if your Ulf Werner gets knocked down? It's got better armor, so it's probably going to be fine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, go for it. Yeah, for tri it. Trips, trips have said Ben and I disagree on this player. I love them. I think they're essential for the makeup of the team. The reason: jump up frenzy. You can block away, fall over, and still reposition next turn. They might make great runners as well. But you will risk being positioned out of it. But I, I am a huge jump up fan. Milton. And... Yeah. yeah. I, uh, well, the berserkers are great, and jump up is fantastic. Like you, you can't. It can get you out of situations. You know, it gives you that last ditch attempt, and with the frenzy on top of that, uh, I, I mean, I have I've yet to make a play, but I can see like some some sort of stretch plays there where you, you just use the jump up, you dodge out, you go for the ball carrier, you frenzy them, you go and you get you get push, you frenzy them again, you get the power and you win. Beautiful. Um it's just so, yeah. so it's just so strong. Like it's just the fact that you can block from down from prone is really massive on this team. Yeah, that's you're not wrong, okay? That the scrum is real and um being able to get up for free so one of the games i played was was against trips and it was a mirror match and uh, mm -hmm. i i think i went two elves uh two valks and a beer boar and stuff and he went with berserkers instead of valks and um zerks are great they, they stay in the fight they just stay in the fight and they are fast because they are you know that they are movement nine when they're prone yeah 
um and like you're goes... decent I, I, I the way i would imagine them is they're actually quite decent for running into enemy cages because even if they do go down and survive like jump up the is real. cage doesn't really move you can just jump up and block the ball carrier yeah so you kind of get another shot at it so yeah i really like them for that it's like real like i would play them like cruise missiles where i just throw them into where they need to be <laughs> they get knocked down hope the best they don't roll armor and then you just can still do that with an old warrior, though. This is my point. Except you need less support. Um, You've got a blitz as well. All right. Here's here's well. here's a question. Here's a question. With one skill, who is better, an old warrior or a berserker? Uh, an elf. An elf is better. Yeah, I think the old warrior wins out on that. What's the what what skill would you give um, the berserker then, Milton? First well, up, see, see, see the guard of mighty blow. I think. Yeah, I mean, guard is very useful on this team. The linemen do not have access to guard. No, uh, and well, if you think about it, obviously the the the, the berserker is a strength three, and so if you chuck guard on it, you can then support other. Yeah, your your, your linemen up, um, and you kind of give yourself a bit more coverage to cover that like lack of strength. Obviously, yeah. the mighty blow for the glory. Yeah, I think um, I think Ols block Mighty Blow and these guys with uh, a cheeky bit of guard, they've got good mobility, like you guys said. And then a Berserker and a Lineman. Lineman takes a two-die block because the Berserker's got guard. And then the Lineman is the assist for the Berserker to then four-die block someone with Frenzy. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a really, really, really good shout. Now, I, I guess this is something that hasn't changed in this edition, Milton, is that if you are going to run two Ols and two Berserkers and a Yeti, you've got five players on your line with Frenzy. Um how how risky is that well i'm gonna find out sometime this year <laughs> because i uh i'm looking at looking at running that that build for um for sambol uh this year i'll be taking the two berserker two Juana yeti lineman one beer ball um and so yeah i mean frenzy's frenzy's a challenge um you know you can get carried away with it it's an additional thing to think about when you're playing, but I don't think it should like, you know, put you off having that much frenzy. I mean, the corn, the corn yeah. demon team and the current corn team, they kind of, you know, they, they play around that. Um, the corn guys having strength, three frenzy, no skills do make the uh, berserker just seem like God tier. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Oh, which yeah, is fair, which is really fair. It's, um, it's amazing. And you know what? Uh, like, to start off on the line, if you can get those block frenzy blocks and get some casualties or get some knockouts and just sort of, like, clear a path and you, the first, like, couple of turns, you manage to do that, it can, you know, it can make the game for you. Okay. I think the important thing to do now is move on to the linemen. Now, the linemen have mm. got better and worse at the same time, and it has a massive impact on how the team feels. So the biggest change here is uh, is not the, the Thick Skull, which is just brilliant, okay? It keeps them around, and it really does keep them around, okay? Thick Skull is worth half a lineman a game, at least, right? At least. So, you know, it kind of makes up for the beer ball being garbage. Um, for you know taking punches which is fair because it's a it's a micro pig um from a micro brewery hey um nice <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> combo but uh their ability the drunkard skill which is now um that they've 
can only rush on a three plus. Let me flip flopping Norska sausage tell you. Uh, they are slow as man. Absolutely slow. Really? No, Does it make a big difference? Oh, it's massive. And oh, this, okay. this may be recency bias as well because the second game was played in a blizzard, which is they are four plus rushing which means wow. that they cannot rush okay they cannot rush and in my first game with the norse guy guess what i rolled as i moved into the end zone to score the equalizer a two Five? a two. Oh, okay yeah no. okay, I was hoping it was, yeah okay. two. i go for it took a go for it and it was a two and any every other team dwarf nurgle undead that would have been a touchdown yeah but because they're drunk thick skull numpties it was not and actually i think it's a really good balancing point like i th i th i originally my take was thick skull's great you shouldn't be rushing anyway but you will rush and every now and again you will have to take that with a norse team with a normal team take that two plus to get that extra assist that you need to forward eye block to, to do stuff right when it's a yeah. three plus you can't do it if you only have two re-rolls and milton you'll know this from running norse you got you you kind of get to choose great positionals or re-rolls you don't really get both okay no no that's, you, um... and that was fine in the olden days you were like two re-rolls is enough my dudes have got block and i'm gonna play well and it was absolutely right in this edition you guys have got block you can play really well but if you play really well your guys are movement six they are movement six full stop new line you do that thing with the typewriter where you press the thing and it goes right and it just resets because there is no there's nothing else on that page i this is a little bit of hyperbole one because i imagine a lot of our listeners don't really know what a typewriter sounds like uh and they probably shouldn't but they it are make, okay it does oh, make me so... wonder because that's the thing so if you do go the full bash you're probably not looking at you know the ulfs or the berserkers picking the ball up and running with it which means you've got a line which means you're relying on the linemen and if the linemen are you know that hamstringed this is where the valkyrie does feel like it's quite an important player on the team now so linemen really slow valkyrie insanely fast uh because the, the valkyrie is movement nine without too much problem right alignment is movement six movement seven with a lot of problem and i it's it i know it's just maths but like a three plus feels so much worse than a two plus right a two plus is picking a tea mug up by the handle a three plus is picking it up with your teeth uh, and that's how it feels in blood bowl <laughs> wow. I can see I can see why it brings you so much pain when I three plus like this game and then yes it does I'm like oh I'm there, just like picking up every mug with my with my bare teeth <laughs> yeah Ben's like juggling mugs yeah. of tea um <laughs> over a blood bowl pitch and it's like yeah and it's um it, well I mean okay, so ultimately last... it's twice as likely to fail okay so it, it's it's 200% worse right on the last podcast I think I phrased this as what if you had dwarf linemen and you sacrifice two armor, save 10k, and you every single time you guarantee go for it. That's kind of these players, right? And the two armor, who really cares? You got block. That's better than most linemen have. That's more defense. Yeah, that's still good. Yeah. I hate that you've won me over with that argument. <laughs> 
Uh, they they are still a good right? player. It's just that, you know, the change is change isn't it yeah look and, uh, i, I want to be super 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 clear it, it it is a marginal nerfing they are great the team is really great and i think ben can we cut to uh ian's notes here on the lineman because i think yeah i think he calls out the benism of this a little so he bit. said well block is great and the thick skull will help but you need to work on the basis that these guys will not be running around providing support and doing stuff the MA is standard linemen, but go for it, are a dice roll you don't want to be making. These guys need to be the support, the frenzy in the team. Try not to roll dice. And then the last sentence of Trip's notes was, would I play them? Yes, yes, I would. Would I recommend them? Maybe not to a Skaven player. And I think this is <laughs> probably something that I found because you brought up dwarves. And if you go back and watch the game I had with Ian when he was running halflings and I was running goblins and I was running dwarves, dude, fastest dwarves you have ever seen. They were rushing, they're going for it. It was great. I was having a great time. They were running around. Um, I just, I just felt like my feet were nailed to the floor with the linemen. Um, because when I forgot that they weren't nailed to the floor, my feet came off. So it was, mm. uh, it was, it, it's, it's noticeable. And I think what it is, is it just, it, it limits your flexibility. And I think I love it. I think this is beautifully done. They cannot be trusted. They're great. They're great. They're great. But, and sometimes they do get too drunk and let you down. And they just, have nailed it. It's the fact that it would be so much worse if they said they cannot make rush rolls. You know, they could, they can't do it. Mm. Because the fact that the temptation is there, yeah. that it's always <laughs> looming. You're just like, you, you, got, you, you need one more square at the end zone. You can do it. Like, you can it's try. It's like, oh, it's a three up. It's oh, a three and it's just plus. That, it's that tension. I think that's fantastic. It's a cool rule. Yeah, it's not that punishing. It's not yeah. super punishing, but it's very punishing psychologically. It is psychologically and... brutal, and it, yeah. it's it's beautiful. This is probably the. It's just it's a superb flex. Now, whether you like the fact that there's now an extra rush stat, basically in the game or not, that is that is definitely something that is there to be questioned. Um, it's an extraordinary skill, isn't it? I, I don't know if they'll add this to. Yeah, they've done it. They've done, like the pick me up and uh, the drunkard are very thematic skills. I think they could have probably done something a little bit better. Um, like they could have made the beer balls power inspirational, and then they could have just given it to a star player or given it to somebody else or something like yeah, that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, had it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and drunkard. I don't know what they could have made drunkard clumsy. You know. Yeah, yeah, they, that would have worked. Yeah, they, they fail on a one or a two. Like then you're like, oh yeah, okay, I've got this dude. This guy's here, but he's actually clumsy. Could have given it to the giant. Like made the giant clumsy. Mm. Uh, it would have been a really good like game design thing. But oh, he uh, could be drunk as well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah drunkard. <laughs> yeah. Drunkard works fine on a giant. Oh, maybe that's yeah. the missing thing for the storm giant team. Yeah, drunkard. Boom. Mm. Good job, lads. Um, I mean, Milton. As the last kind of piece of this puzzle is is the the lineman there and the drunkard thing. How much of an impact is that going to have on your game plan? Do you think? Uh, well, I don't think too much because I don't really go very far. I just hit people, so <laughs> I won't be making too many rushes. Uh, I, you know, look, uh, I'm I'm using the Norse as a as a tournament build, and um, I'll be bringing Griff. 
So he'll be my. Uh, oh yeah, he'll be marching around. That's fine. He'll be he'll be marching around and doing that kind of business, and so it won't affect me too much. Um, you know what? I still think they're fantastic. I think it's super thematic. You know, the fact that you're saying that the, you know the Valkyries are that fast. That's from what I understand of like Norsecan mythology. That feels very like of that vein. Um, and um, yeah, no, they're great. It's, a, I, it's an absolute flavor win i think bt anything to add on the norse team before we just briefly touch on the star players I, I really want to give them a go i think they look so fun i really want to make the norse passing thing a success they've got the strength to back it up and i think the valkyries can handle it on their own yeah but that's they, my goal they can they really can so Three Norse star players have landed. Uh, Scrog Snowpelt is the Yeti. Full disclosure, we've not used him. Uh, I used the model. He is my Yeti because I think he's a jolly dapper chapper. But uh, as for his rules, I don't know. It will be fine. But for 50k less, you can get the um, you can get Scylla if you want a psychotic claws mighty blow piece. So uh, there's a there's there's it's gonna be there's gonna be some people who want to run Snowpelt. Um, but I think you're better off running him as a Yeti uh as a yeti model if, if you want to go for it uh, it's a great model and i'm very much looking forward to painting them up which is something i don't i don't do a lot that i've got my scheme sorted well actually i, I haven't i haven't i was like oh i'll do this other famous norse team guys guess what colors that other famous norse team uses oh i don't know <sighs> green Blue orange green oh. Uh, yeah. oh, no, ben. Yeah. <laughs> I know, so I was like, well, I can't paint him in green because I get abuse. Um, yeah, so Scrog, great model, not used him on the pitch, not massively enthralled with what we've seen, but uh, it's fine. But um, I guess more on that on the next topic. Thorson Stoutmead, who the Donkey Kong guy, uh, is just a lineman with bad agility. Okay, he's a lineman for 170k with four plus edge and three plus passing. Ben for your Norse passing team, um, but... and he's got that beer barrel ability that he can throw the beer barrel at somebody within three squares at the start of his activation. We need an FAQ as to whether he can move after that or not. Trips and I erred on the side of he can't, but I think there's an argument to be said that actually the wording of it is the same as the wording of the bombardier skill but the bombardier skill says you can't move after it this one doesn't say you can't move after it but it is also a special action so beats the hell out of me um i, I think it's safest to err on the side of he can't it does make him medium like but let me tell you that three plus pop the ball out ability awesome um and it's once per drive and i'll admit one of the times he just missed he rolled a two he didn't get smashed the other guy didn't get smashed but that threat of activation was massive and you could you could almost see the bubble around him on the pitch where trips did not want to bring the star player or the ball into that bubble around him uh because it's a three plus they get knocked down and you roll for armor it's just a three plus sniper shot so the threat of activation is massive now once you've pulled the trigger he just becomes a lineman that costs three times what you'd normally pay um and that but you know what at that point he just moves in and supports the yeti supports the old foreigner so you know to do those stuff so actually i think he's great i think 170k is too much if he can't move after but i think it's not bad at all and what he does with the throwing stuff is going to be so key sometimes mm -hmm. 
any thoughts on Stoutmead? Uh, I mean, he does sound interesting, but only because of his special skill. He's a, he's a wizard on the pitch, basically. He's a, a once-per-drive wizard that then, turn, once you've used the spell, uh, turns into a lineman. And... Yeah, and that seems like, you know, <laughs> wizards can go very wrong. Yeah, but you get and... this every drive. It's true. Um, and on offense, actually, it's really cool because you can just three plus remove a guy who's in your way. So whether you're trying to create a running lane or whether you're trying to set up a, a crowd surf or just a really profitable block, you can just be like, right, actually, you know what? I'm going to pop his feet right now. Three plus that guy goes down. Roll for armor. Maybe I'll get lucky. No, I don't. Okay, that's fine because I've now set up two four die blocks. Like it, you, there will be a time where it, it will be useful on every drive. It won't be groundbreaking, but it will be useful. And do you know what? Three plus to put a prone guy is is like I would take that probably most of the time. Um, he wasn't epic, but he was a good. And 170k for a star player, that's that's all right as far as star well, players go. I think that's all right. Okay, so he's the same price as Rumblo. How does he compare up to him? It's difficult because Rumblo is there to be an Ulfwarener on a team that doesn't have Ulfwareners. Um, yeah, uh, they're there to be your strength for safety, and the Norse team does not need another strength for dude. They've got loads of them; like it's they're good to go. Um, uh, so, you know, Rumbelow's great every turn, but he's only a strength three dude with block. So is this guy What's on the Thorsten Stoutmead's um, group for star players who has access to him. He's old world, old world. So OWA dwarves. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, they've got a good star player. They've got a good pool of teams that can take him. Um, yeah. Amazon? No. Amazon's, Amazon's Illustrian, aren't they? Yeah, Are Amazon's... they only Illustrian? Okay. Yeah, Amazon's uh, are sitting in that weird place where they don't really exist at the moment. Um, let me... How would you find his model, Ben, while you search? Because like, I remember when we talked about this, like, was like he looks weirdly proportioned. How was he in person, like on the pitch? Way you... better than you thought. Way better than I thought. Really? Okay. That's and good. when I built him, he was way better. He's got big legs, like Heath Thurk, but um, <laughs> uh, it's probably the most appropriate way to discuss it. But yeah, he's um, old world classic deep. Oh, that's not the teams, is it? I've done the wrong thing. Never mind. I'll get rid of that. Uh, yeah, no, model's actually much better in person. He lines up really nicely with the worst-looking lineman in the box. So Ooh. he's not a treat, but he's not a trick. Nice. If, okay. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I, I did, um just to clarify, I did have a little flick through the rule book, and every action which you can move and then do, they specifically specify... You cannot move after performing this action. So the, I think I'm with you on that. Red Pack doesn't say that. Yeah. You can. Yeah, that's that was kind of where my head was at. Um, but that's we do need a, uh, an FAQ. Now, it would clear it up. Yeah. I tell you what, him being able to do that, much better. Because you can activate him, throw the barrel, then move in to be a support. At that point, he's great every time. Um, mm. Being like just not activating him essentially for a turn can be a bit punishing. Um but it, it, it's fine. Like it's, it, I tell you what, if you consider him a positional instead of a star player, awesome. Like if you could roster him and take him in your starting lineup, you would always take him. I think is probably a really good way to think about it because of that special ability. Um, 
but yeah, he's at 50k less. He would have been outrageous. So he's probably priced fairly. He does a good stuff. It's not too mm. overpowered. Impressed. And then there's Ivar Eriksson, who I think has a little bit of a resemblance to Rick. Now look at the model. Um, Perfect, yeah. like our friend Rick. Yeah, I know, which is awesome. <laughs> so Ivar has dubbed the Norse Griff, and uh, he is not Griff. He's 245k. Mm. Griff is 280k. Uh, this dude is movement six, block strength four armor nine plus tackle and guard right he he is a great blitzer he is great at doing stuff uh and his special ability is is going to be key at some point now his special ability is once per drive you can activate a player within five squares who is not in a tackle zone they can move one square as long as they end up in a tackle zone FAQ is required because what happens if you move on to that ball? I believe because it is a movement action and not an involuntary move because it says you can move them, uh, they get a chance to pick up the ball. So actually... I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, it's going to be times where that's a really interesting combo. Uh, his power didn't come into play too much, but that's because I made sure I was kind of basing a lot of trips players kind of to stop him from using it. Um, and... It was okay, and him running around doing strength for block guard things was really good with a human team with guard as well. Uh, he, he's he's he is excellent if you are disciplined. He is not a superstar, and there was definitely times where I think Trips and I were both kind of thinking, "Damn, if he was Griff, this game would be over." Like, because let me tell you, movement seven, edge two plus dodge, strength four with sprint is very different than movement six mm -hmm. strength four uh i this guy is good he is not broken the power is going to come up every now and again and it's going to be interesting and it's going to be useful but this guy is um this guy is a, is a general not a hero yeah i i really want to make him work i really do want to try and make him work i i, I would if if that is ruled to be the, the picking up the ball thing, I think he could be pretty interesting for a passing Norse team. Yeah, and I, and think so I feel like I do want to try and roster him into a tournament list. A big part of that is going to be whether or not it, it would trigger a turnover because the, the it's not in the player's activation. So I don't know. And that's the thing is because if you have to move him into a tackle zone, mm. so say a ball is in your opponent's tackle zone, if the, he gave that player an ability, if you, it basically gave you a free shot picking up the ball, that would be massive. That would be great. Um, it, I don't know. It's interesting, but I, I think again, yeah, I know what you mean. He's priced fairly at two hundred k. He'd be Zog is two hundred and twenty k. I think something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. For strength five block, My, mighty blow maybe. Yeah, yeah mighty blow. Yeah, block mighty blow. And this guy is strength four block guard guard is really useful and 245 so guard is really useful. frenzy on your team very useful yeah well he was running them uh, in a human team and he, oh, had, gotcha. he okay. had some mighty blow blitzers a guard blitzer a guard lineman so it was just strength and this guy does really well against norse because that guard just takes away the strength of the dolph runners takes away mm -hmm. that free block ability for norse because you're like oh, i'll take a one die block it's fine we, now it's now it's a negative two die block because blondie is standing next door to you uh really interesting uh, but 
with the aid of a beer ball and a wrestle Valkyrie, the ball doth pop out. So that's quite good. Um, yeah, I, I targeted him with my Yeti a lot as well. I was like, nope, I'm going to kill your star player. Uh, it was a bit of a knife fight, actually. It was it was pretty wicked. We were both like, let's kill the star player. You want to try out the rules for him, do you? He's going to get gone and foul him. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was a good good match. Um, did Trip say anything about the stars? Ooh, uh, that was a good point. Yeah, did, my yeah. turn is closed. Uh, if you've got it, Milton, you can be Trips. So. Yeah, so Ivar, uh, not a cheap Griff, as he's nearly as expensive, but strength for guard is great. He's a great passive piece and will tie up opponents. Yeah. Can go any way with that guard and help and be safe. The special ability is wonderful, but open Norse aren't a regular thing. That is fair. Um, but, I mean, there will be those times where you just get the ability to move your big guy into a tackle zone. Like and the Yeti, my Yeti did fail a couple of wander around rolls. Uh, so actually, just the ability to just chuck him into a tackle zone and then two plus bl frenzy block would have been way better than a four plus wander around because I've already I had to blitz with my Valkyrie. So that is yeah. definitely good. I think he'll probably go better with Norse than with humans, um, because you've got more people on a Norse team who you want to be in combat regardless. Whereas a human team, you kind of got to like form Voltron uh with your guard and mighty blow pieces um did you say he's old world classic as well yeah yeah uh, him on ogres could be quite good yeah you can like move oh. ogres into base yeah. contact that could be quite nice and he's cheap enough to fit as well yeah is he edge four as well he's three plus oh is he three plus okay so yeah. he's not he's not two yeah. plus <laughs> can't be we're still talking old terms yeah <laughs> so much. yeah 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 um and it, it yeah so he's not quite got that grip level of that doesn't have the griff yeah uh the griff mm, i think i'd still rather have griff overworld you know it's yeah you got a roster griff yeah. is griff is better um for 35 by, by, by quite a long way like i think either's a bit oddly priced but i'd still be interested to try him out um trips also put some notes in there on thorson uh, expensive journeyman who can throw a bomb yes the skill is great and seriously makes you as an opponent think about it but don't take him so trips says trips says no to thorson uh i think it's a cool alternative build you know i, I like it i like it the, the norse team's good and 170k you can still buy the rest of your team um yeah, I had to have a beer bore as my 12th guy, but I got both Ulfs, a Yeti, and two Valkyries in my roster mm -hmm. with 11 dudes plus Thorson. And uh, yeah, you you do give up some stuff. It's not optimal. I think Norse optimal at 1100 TV is probably without a star player um, because you just get the whole Norse team uh, with reserves. Um, but yeah, love it. Right, guys, anything else you want to say about the Norse stuff that's probably yeah we covered quite a lot though. i think yeah we yeah. Covered, yeah. covered most of the bases i think it was worthwhile taking a deep dive but yes bt i want to want to want to get you that norse team and get you building soon mm, i want to paint them and... done by next week. <laughs> right we will take a quick break and be back with more star players
thanks very much for watching we really appreciate your support if you want to help support the channel even further please like and subscribe or come join us on our patreon we have early access to content we get loads of feedback from you guys and we try and do competitions as much as we can or you can get yourself some bonehead podcast merch on our spreadshirt site so if you want to support a team especially for the bonehead championship you can pick up a shirt a mug things like that it all helps support the channel and we really appreciate it anyway links below thank you very much Happy blocking.